Do you ever feel burned out with work or that your passions and interests aren't in alignment with your personal or professional goals? My name's Jake Sudnick, and on Finding Self with Jake, I will help by sharing advice that's helped improve my life and the stories of others uh, who have created the life that they want. In doing so, my goal is to help you live a life that aligns with the things that you want. So in that in that uh, spirit, what I've been working on today is actually in celebration of episode number 20. Woo! I can't believe we're here already. It, it seemed like such a slow start at the beginning where it was just this grind to get going. And like every idea had to be super original and this crazy thing. So on episode 20, I've actually just taken 20 thoughts that I had today. I call it 20 thoughts on a Thursday. And... These are 20 thoughts I had centered around taking action to bring more joy, focus, and purpose around the things you care about in life. So that's a little bit of a mouthful, but these 20 things are all just kind of thoughts and ideas that are centered around, you know, getting more out of your life and things that that you can do to help improve the quality of the life that you're living. Now, each one of these points could probably be an episode on its own, or each grouping of points could be an episode on its own. So there will be times that I'll be reflecting back to this and be talking about this all in more detail. Today, I wanted to get some of these thoughts and information out to you to give you a little bit of time to sit and think with, you know, on this list, what do I need to work on now? Or what is the uh, focus point for me? So as I'm going through here, feel to write things. Feel free to write things down, or if there's one that jumps out to you, make sure you make a note of it, and then, you know, get back to me. Uh, write into the show, post on the Facebook or Instagram about what it is out of these 20 points that you think makes the most sense to you or is resonating with you right now. So, enough about that. Let's get into it. Point number one. The first of these four points are actually kind of a group. So. Number one I, comes from something that's called the important urgent matrix. What that is is a uh, essentially, if you imagine quadrants, uh, you know, one, two, three, four co- quadrants on on paper. The top left box being things that are both important and urgent. Below that, things that are important but not urgent. Then in the top right box, things that are urgent but not important. And then the bottom box being things that are not urgent and not important. So that's that's your little matrix. If you can kind of imagine that out in front of you or if you want to physically draw it out, if that helps, that's exactly how it works. Now, let's talk about what each one of those points means a little bit. So point number one on our list of 20 things, take time for the things that are important to you but not urgent. I'm actually starting with the second one here because I put this as point number one on the list. Specifically for me today, it seems to be one of the ones jumping out to me as most applicable. So I I might be doing this a little bit selfishly, but it was in in this thought that I, I find with myself, it's very easy for me to get wrapped up in the things that are important and urgent, and I have to do them right now because someone is relying on me to do those things. With something that is important but not urgent, I found a lot of those items 
typically come from a place where it's more about you. It's more about you, the listener here. The things that you want to accomplish for yourself that you might be putting on the back burner because you're always focused on, you know, the the important urgent things, the things that are your work, your job, the things that are causing you income right now. But there there could be something that is important to your future, but it's not urgent. So if you don't take the time to work on it, it will not happen. It's just one of those things that if we continue to put it off, it doesn't happen. Uh, for me, that could very well be this podcast. I have a career in real estate. If you guys <laughs> obviously have been listening, you know that. It's my primary income. It is my job and the thing that, that brings in uh, income for me. So those things are important and urgent. If I get messages or have work there, it's something that I tend to lean into to taking care of right away. The podcast to me is something that is important, but maybe not necessarily urgent. I've tried to cr make create urgency by giving dates that I will accomplish things by to move it more to the top box because the way that I think, I know I'm going to lean into more of the important urgent things. So having accountability around certain release dates gives me that urgency to get it done. That being said, there's a lot of things that's, that circle around the podcast, the website building, the uh, the email that I need to set up, all these other little tasks that I have that that center around the show but aren't necessarily urgent because I could sit here and record and always put this out but not have the infrastructure needed to have it be exactly what I want it to be. Does that make sense to you? Are, are you understanding what I'm saying? So getting things that are important and, and not urgent, taken care of and working on them regularly, that, that is important. So having almost a list of those items to work on, I, I would highly recommend doing that for anyone that is you know wanting to do something, but it always feels like it's in the distance. Part of the reason it might be in the distance is because you're not working on those important but not urgent things. So moving on down to number two on our list, take time for things that are important and urgent. So <laughs> we know we have to do those, right? If, if you lean the other direction of only doing the things that are for yourself and not doing the things you need to take care of others is typically where important and urgent falls in, it may not be holding up well for you because you're, you're not quite hitting those accomplishments you need in a group setting. So these are, are kind of a balancing act here between the important urgent and the important not urgent. And those can be sometimes separated into self and others. It, it depends on who you are in the situation, obviously. But finding the time for the important urgent things and getting those done in a timely manner will allow you to take time for the important not urgent things as well. So I guess the, the scale is how important is each thing to you. And that's something to keep in mind. Now, they've both made it onto the side of important, so I've got to say, no matter what, if they're on that side of important, there's something that you should be working on. It's just a matter of how much time are you willing to dedicate to each one, and then giving yourself some blocks throughout your day to work on those things. Time blocking works really well for, for these type of items. So give yourself a little bit of time for each of these items and then accomplish what you need to in those set times. And, and when it's time to switch to the other one, switch, start working on the other thing. So follow the schedule that you've actually written. 
Number three on our list. Don't take time for the things that are urgent but not important. Don't take time for the things that are urgent and not important. How many times can you remember, probably in the last week, getting pulled into something that was brought to you as very urgent but ended up not being important at all? Maybe the situation resolved itself you know, by the time you got done talking about it or just after you finally started helping with the situation, it had already been taken care of. There are so many examples of things like this in life where we feel the need to insert ourselves into a situation that is potentially already resolved. So by thinking back to what we just said above, if we are following the things that we said above, time blocking and taking in time for both of those two items, the things that are urgent but not important, if we deem them as not important for the time, it doesn't mean they can't switch categories and become important, but we want to focus on those things that we have higher priority first. As we move through those and we've finished those items in, in the first two categories, if something that has been deemed as urgent but not important becomes more important, we can reassess and take it to that, to that category. But I strongly, strongly urge you to be, to be protective of your time and don't give all of your time to things that are brought to you as urgent but not important. And, and you'll have to d decide and deem what those are yourself or find someone you can talk to that can help decide that for you if you're struggling with deciding what things are important and not important and urgent and not in life because that's a that's a deep topic we could spend a lot of time on but for today we're just working through these ideas so number four this one's easy don't take time for things that aren't urgent and aren't important so <laughs> if you have something not important and it has no urgency for you to get it done but you're doing it at a time where you should be working on the things that you have deemed important that's called procrastinating probably <laughs> or a lot of other things it might just be straight up avoidance i it depends on your situation here but let's remember that if we're taking time for the things that we want to accomplish and that's the important part or do you have some kind of schedule that you're following that allows you to actually get the things done that you want to have done it doesn't mean that you can't have free time for yourself and you can't have time to just relax or you know be with your thoughts or be on your phone or play a video game or go for a walk or take a run or you know have social time whatever it is you can do any of these things that you want but where do they fall on that scale and are you doing things that are not important and not urgent in the time that you should be doing all of the other things that's the point i'm trying to make so to take it a step further make sure that you do identify again where these said things are ranking in your day and your this is mostly centered around a working day but it could also come into play in your family life or time with you know, your loved ones this could be important to to think about okay what's important and what's urgent versus what are things that i'm doing as opposed to that time so be very protective of your time and be willing to evaluate what it is that you do and be willing to make changes. It's, it's okay if we don't get things right. You, you d we're, you're not going to the first time. You're not going to probably the hundredth time, but understand that 
in adapting because situations always change that you can you can improve by making active changes and paying attention to what you actually do as opposed to just to working through it and, and never actually evaluating what happened. So take a little time for evaluation. Point number five, use your habits as building blocks. Gosh, this is, this is a good one. And it's one of my favorites and I've talked about it a lot. But by committing to something on a regular basis, even on the days you don't want to do it, can help you make small but incremental progress over a long period of time. This is really how great things are accomplished. It's not necessarily something giant happening all at once. It's taking that time every single day or on a very regular basis to always be working in a small, uh, you know, a small direction of where it is that you want to go. The easiest, uh, the easiest example is, is that you, if you wanted to lose 20 pounds, you're probably not going to do it in a day. I mean, unless you lose an arm, and that's probably not the way that you wanted it. So if, if uh, you want to lose 20, 20 pounds, it's by that regular commitment to exercise and diet that you're going to slowly start having that change in weight or you know, whatever, the, uh, whatever the goal might be. That being said, wh what I'm trying to tell you here is do you think that there are things that you could be evaluating in your life that really you just need to take a little bit more time for, I guess. Um, that, that's the, the best way I could put it. I, I mean, using these habits, having little tiny things set up around what you're doing, having building blocks setting up, setting up around what you're doing, this is going to help you lead to the goal that you eventually want, want. So make really small steps, break them down into little increments and things that are manageable and feasible for you to work on and accomplish on a regular basis. And once you start getting those wins, that's where momentum starts going, baby. That's where you're actually running. Now, now you start getting these little incremental wins and you're feeling good because you're accomplishing those goals and you can start raising the bar a little bit at a time. Same thing. Exercise is such an easy example here, but you don't just start off with, you know, a weight way heavier than you can lift and say, if I keep trying to lift this weight, that's way heavier than I can lift. Eventually I'll lift it. No, no, that's, that's crazy. Start with a smaller weight and work your way up, pick something up smaller first and, and build the strength around what you're trying to do, build the muscle around what you're trying to do. This same thought applies to everything in your life that you're trying to accomplish. Don't just try and pick up the giant thing first. Work your way up. You can get there. And by the time you get there, it's going to seem much easier than it did if you just tried to pick it up by itself for the first time. Hope, hope that makes sense. <laughs> now, number six on our list here. If you feel a fear of something that could be holding you back, consider thinking about your greatest struggles in life, per particularly centered around the thing that you may have been afraid of. Try being the person you needed at that time that you were struggling. Try being the person that you needed at the time that you were struggling. For me, when I've been in some of my darkest places, you know, I, I think back now in what I'm doing here talking to you, I constantly think of what 
is the thing that I would have liked to have heard when I was having a hard time getting moving. And I'll tell you, it was different all the time. And sometimes it sure as hell wasn't what I'm saying right now. It wasn't the, the motivation and here's the, some great ideas of things to work on. It wasn't always that. Sometimes it was just like, hey, buddy, it's going to be okay. You're, you're going to get there. It's just a matter of, you know, maybe it's something that like right now, the, the thought that immediately jumps to my head is, you know, happiness isn't gone out of your life forever. It's something that's going to come back and, and you're going to find it again. So it, it's okay to start making some movement. You know, start taking that small step. It kind of comes back to the habit thing we just talked about, but start taking a step at a time, get out the door, you know, be part of the world again, because you're seeing a lot of the bad stuff right now, but there's good stuff too. And you magnify what you focus on. So getting out of that, that hole, that, tor that, that, you know, black hole of being sucked into all the negativity. Oh gosh, it's, it's a tough one to get out of, but there's, there's, there's light too. And there's going to be people that help you get the, the, the good, get back to the good part. So you got to go find them. You got to get out there and they're, they're going to be so, so worth it when you do. And you're going to feel like you were worth it when you do. So it's, it's a win all around. Anyway, <laughs> a little bit of a side thought there, but I, I think one that needed to be said. Now, point number seven, taking action now, even if it's small, or even if you're not sure if it's exactly the action you want to be doing, still take it. Move forward. Making progress in any direction is going to be better than standing still, even if it feels like it might be in the wrong direction. Doing something that you think is going to help you is likely going to be a better choice than doing nothing at all. So take that step. Now, there are certain circumstances where that may not apply, but very, very few. So we're talking about in the self-improvement world, if you're looking for a way to better yourself, if you're looking for, you know, if you're looking for that thing to help pull you out of that rut that you're feeling in your job or your relationship or your personal life, start making some progress and see where you're going. You don't always have to know exactly the destination, but it's important to start the car. I've got a lot of uh, a, <laughs> I've got I've got a lot of weird sayings for you this this episode. I don't know where they're coming from, but we're just gonna keep rolling with it. I love it. So, number eight. Try to look for joy in the small things. Gratitude will help with this so so much. Take you know, take the the feeling that you get the gratitude you get from you know the morning cup of coffee that you have a short walk outside, you know, petting your petting your dog when you get up, you know, waking up next to a loved one, w whatever it is, understand that these things are all gifts in our life. They they truly are. What we have, even the small things we have can be so so important. And when you can feel a deep gratitude and appreciation for the little things, it brings more joy into your life because then you can start looking around and seeing joy in a lot of things. And now again, the thing that we focus on, it starts to grow. So we're seeing happiness, we're seeing joy. And now that, you know, that morning walk that you take, the way that the, the sun hits the, hits the trees as you're, as you're walking past starts to put a smile on your face and little things that you weren't appreciative before because you're just passing by or maybe you're so in your thoughts or or whatever it might be 
you're not noticing, you can start to notice more of that with gratitude. So it, it is something that requires practice. And saying it out loud is an okay thing too. Affirmations can be a really powerful tool here. Are you affirming the things that you want to feel good about? Write it down, stick it on your bathroom mirror, call a friend in the morning and say, hey, here are the, the things I'm thankful about today. What are you thankful for? Have that call. I, it, was, it was actually something I used to do every morning before I would start my, uh, my work session is I had a small group of friends I would, we'd all call and we'd go over uh, some affirmations for the day. And I, I loved those phone calls. They were short. They were like five minutes long, but one person would lead and we would all follow. And having that kind of positivity brought into your day was awesome. And it was nice to have someone else help you with it because there were days that I didn't necessarily always feel it. But when it was my day, I knew I had to step up to the plate. And I, I know others stepped up when, when I needed it. And it was just an awesome thing. So if you have a friend or, or somebody that you could call, or talk to and say, hey, let's start our day off in a more positive way and have a quick affirmation call in the morning. Man, it's awesome. I, I would highly recommend it. I guess it doesn't have to be the morning. I like it because it starts your day that way and it puts you on a good track. But if you have any time in the day, it might be a refresher you need in the afternoon if you get particularly, you know, you're having a hard time going back to work after lunch or whatever it is. But find that place where there's some positivity in your life. And if you can share it with someone else, even better, because it can help carry you on the days that you might not feel it as much. Moving on, I think we're on point number nine. Uh, have written goals for the things you want in life. If you don't write them down, they remain a thought. Bring them into reality. So write down the goals that you have, make them real, put them on paper, and then speak them into the world to someone else. That's the final part to this. Tell somebody else about your goals so they can, they can ask you, they can follow up, they can keep you accountable. Put it out to the world, post it on social media, you know, say, here are the things that I'm going to accomplish world and don't be afraid of it. If you fall short, it's okay. It doesn't make any difference. Put it out there because others are going to ask and, and they might be the reminder you need at a point where you're just sitting there thinking, you know, can I really do this? Can I push forward? Having somebody else ask or touch base about it could be that, that little thing that you needed to give you the kick to make it happen. So don't be afraid to put it out to the world is what I'm saying. Moving on down the list, we are on point number 10. Okay, so point number 10, <laughs> take that last step a step further and actually create a plan for the above goal. Have a plan, have a plan. I love that part because it's easy to write the goal down. The next part is how are we gonna execute it? So have a plan and try developing it with someone else. Moving on from that, point 11, the follow-up to the follow-up, point 11. And <laughs> So moving on one step further, actually follow the plan you wrote down. That's a crazy concept, isn't it? So have this idea, write it down, make a plan for the idea. Last step, point 11, actually follow through with what you're going to do on the plan. And that's where, that's where accountability can start to come in a lot because now you can have somebody to help you with this plan or, you know, take you that step further. So declaring it to the world is really important here, but follow through with it. You wrote those things down for a reason. I've 
got to believe that you actually want them. And if you're hesitant, ask yourself why. Why did you write it down in the first place? What is it that you're that you actually want? Is it is there something that that you're maybe missing that you're trying to achieve by writing that down? Do you not want the work that comes along with it? Because that's a possibility, I, and I felt that before, where there was a goal I really wanted, but I thought, man, that's going to be hard to get there. I don't know if I want that work, because that is part of it. So evaluate what your goal is. Look at what you wrote down, and if you really, really want it, be willing to jump in and, and chase it. Go after it, because the things that we really want are going to typically require some work, and that's okay. But know that the payoff is there because you're going after that thing that you truly actually want. All right. So now that I've fully lost where I'm at on this point of 20 uh, items, I think that we're going to be, so that was 11, 12, 12, we're at 12 here. So be cautious of negativity and small thinking. Be cautious of negativity and small thinking. Negativity can absolutely just spread like a virus. It's it's so infectious that when you're around people that are you know holding you back or downing your ideas and just you know not supportive and maybe not even not supportive but actively combating your thoughts, it can make it hard to make the progress that you actually want in life because you've got this kind of weight around your shoulders where you're being pulled down by those around you. It's making the thing that you want even harder to achieve. So be mindful of your circle of friends and the people you're regularly interacting with. If your circle constantly diminishes your dreams, know that there are people out there who will not only support you, but help lift you to the things that you're trying to accomplish in your life. So you're not stuck. You're certainly not stuck. Put that out to the world the things that you're looking for and when you put it out it will attract the people that want to lift and support you don't be discouraged by those that want to hate and you know talk down it likely is coming from their own issues not yours don't pay it any mind keep moving on number 13 lucky 13 always one of my favorite numbers i don't remember what i wrote for the point so let's see it's a surprise to me at this point um, on the opposite of the last point, look to expand your circle of friends. Oh, it's a good idea. Good job, Jake. Uh, expand your circle of friends and those in your life by seeking out the people that you want to emulate. So is there something that you're trying to do? And are you interacting with enough people that are doing the thing that you want to do? Because that's going to help you be more like that group. It's going to help you find mentors. It's going to allow you to work with someone who's already laid down the tracks and given you a road to follow, you know, you, I'm not saying you have to do every single thing exactly like they do it and become them. You're going to do it your way. But having that, having that roadmap is going to make it a lot faster road to get there. In fact, by increasing our circle and finding people that are more like the people that we want is the fastest way to build to a goal that you're trying to, to achieve. So, Find the, and, and that could, again, this could even apply to personal life. If, you f if you're trying to grow your circle of friends, be friends with somebody who has a lot of friends. They obviously are doing a great job at it, and they're probably going to introduce you to their group. So you may not be able to feel like, oh, can I make all of these friends at once and have this great new circle? That could be a hard thing for you. 
personally, I, I struggle with that. I feel like I do really well on interpersonal communication, like right now me talking directly to you and uh, speaking to large groups. It's almost like addressing the group as a you. So those are easy in, in my brain. But when I'm talking to a you know group of people that are new, that's a smaller group, that can be a little bit more challenging when I can't break it down to an individual level. So make it individual. Uh, find what you can relate with an individual and then allow it to expand naturally and organically as opposed to trying to acquire something all at once. Uh, this applies both to <laughs> friend groups <laughs> and can also apply to uh, just expanding your circle in general on a professional level or you know, artistic level, whatever it is. If you're trying to be more like someone or do more things that you want, find people that are doing those things already. They're going to give you great ideas and can help you mastermind and become more of what it is that you want. Moving on. So point number 14, find accountability, particularly if you're already expanding your group and getting these new circles going. This is a great place for accountability because these people are in the same circle of you of what you're doing, and it's likely that you can offer back to them something of value, and that could be exchanging accountability, saying, "Okay, if you help me, you know, check in with me on my goals, I'm going to do the same. I'm going to check in on, with you on your goals, and we're going to make progress together." I, I do that with my uh, friend Aristasia. She's got her podcast, Passion and Potential. I've got uh, mine over here with Finding Self, and occasionally we'll send a little message back to each other. How are you doing with the goals? Where are you at You know, with the show? What's going on? And I love that little exchange. Uh, another um, good example of this. So when I was early on in real estate, I remember being like really terrible. We had, um, so we had cold calling scripts we would follow, and one of them was expired listings. And that's calling somebody whose house failed to sell on the market and by talking to them on the phone, you are gonna, uh, you are gonna have a conversation with them and set up a meeting to get together with someone who you've never met before, you don't know at all, and you're gonna have this cold call conversation and invite. Essentially, you're setting up a meeting to come to their house and get an interview for the job to sell their home. Now, I don't know any of you if you've, <laughs> I don't know if you've spent much time cold calling, but people aren't always super fond of it. <laughs> to say the least. So I, in my, I think it was my first year in real estate, I, I got really lucky because I had a uh, person I met at one of the, uh, one of the uh, conventions I went to and they were an absolute pro selling, you know, about a hundred homes a year and they did a lot of business. And I was a little intimidated because what we would do is we would find, you know, we were always encouraged to find role play partners, people that we would practice our scripts with and practice our telephone calls with before we actually started calling. So I, I had met this one gentleman and he was, uh, you know, a pretty big time in the real estate game, doing a lot of business. And most of the people that I had met like that at, at that point, when they were searching for partners to do their practice with, they wanted someone who was kind of batting on the same level as them, you know, so they could practice the, the tough objections and the, the hard phone calls because they knew it better. I was an absolute novice. And I mean like the lowest level of, I didn't even really understand what the phone calls were because I had done them. But most of the time I was just like sweating and like not able to talk. So it was just someone on the other side yelling at me while I like gasped for air <laughs> and, 
<laughs> I remember, you know, doing the first couple of phone calls with him and he's like, that's not really something that someone would say. And he almost had to coach me on how to be the person on the other side of the phone. But my point of this story being <laughs> that even though we were in completely different levels of experience. I gained so much experience so quickly from working with them. And what I offered them in return was something that almost no one else had done at that point, which was a consistent person that showed up every single, I, I think we had like a single day of the week that was set. And every single day, it was like Mondays and Wednesdays at first. And I think it just changed to Wednesdays. But to ha have that consistent role play partner where they were always there, called exactly on time, always picked up their phone. And I was that I was that guy for them because I knew that maybe I couldn't offer the skill level that they wanted, but I could offer the commitment because I, I specifically remember in our conversation him saying, you know, I've had a lot of different partners, but most of the time people fall off after a few weeks. Consistency is just not there. So though my skill wasn't there, I could offer consistency. So my end cap to this point that I'm trying to make is that don't feel intimidated by reaching a little bit and trying to find a mentor in someone who you feel might be at a higher level than you are because you may be able to offer something back to them that they don't have. And that might be somebody to hold them a little bit more accountable. It could be as simple as just being that person that's always on time for the phone call to help them get to where they want. Um, there's a million other things that you could probably offer as well. But making that connection and knowing that, you know, just because someone is at a different level than you, that could be the person that could help you the most. And you could still be a person that could help them. And don't discredit yourself for that because you're on different levels. You have something that could help them still. You just got to figure out what it is. Okay, that was a long point. Anyway, <laughs> so moving on from finding accountability. Number 15, we're already at 15 on the list. We're, we're moving right along here. When it comes to mental and physical health, you must put yourself first. If you allow these things to go, you will have a much harder time achieving what you want to achieve, your own goals, or being the person that you need to be. So there are times where you have to put yourself first. And in mental and physical health, that's certainly one of those times. I know for me, if I let those things go, the rest starts to slide very fast. We've said it a hundred times. I'll say it a hundred more. You can't pour from an empty cup. Number 16, take time for honest self-evaluation. In the last episode, the last podcast, that's a lot of what that show was, was doing an honest self-evaluation of these points and lesson that I was, I was giving the week prior and then talking about how it actually went and then making some steps for the future so that the next time I can do a little bit better. Honest self-evaluation is super important, and it doesn't mean you have to be really negative towards yourself or, you know, beat yourself up over little things. It's, it's not that at all. It's taking the time to, to say how exactly something went, understand how it went, and if there's things that you would have liked to have gone better, how could you change a little bit? It's, it's a progress. So feel, you know, it's okay to not have it be perfect. What, what needs to happen is take the time to improve and set up little plans and strategies so you know that the next time around you can follow through a little bit better. And I would again say write this stuff down and make an actual written plan of it as opposed to just a thought of ah, next time I'll do this because if that next time is six months from now you may not remember everything as 
clearly as you do right after the event. So take time to set up different little written plans and keep them in a place where you can reflect back to them at times when they are needed. So, whoo boy, that we're we're really moving here. We're we're getting a lot of information in a little bit of time. I'm absolutely loving this. So, from from that on, we're talking point uh, seventeen. We're on point seventeen. From your evaluation, find ways to improve the points you feel you could do better. Again, writing down plans and having systems you can turn back to and review is very important in lasting change. So sorry, I kind of lumped those two into one, but that's point 16 and 17. So point 16 is evaluate yourself. Point 17 is write the plan for evaluating yourself. Okay, got it. Check, check. Moving on. Number 18, don't compare yourself and your progress to others. Don't compare yourself and your progress to others. Continuously focus on how simply being a better version of yourself, how, how you can simply be a better version of yourself. So it, in the end, for most of us, our biggest competitor is normally ourselves. We're our greatest adversary. So don't spend time focusing on what someone else is doing. Focus on what you're doing. Focus on being a little bit better every single day. And it's going to lead you again to being the person that you're striving to be. And it'll likely happen faster than trying to have this comparison against something that you're not because someone else is always going to do it a little bit different in a different way and they have a different style and all these other things. So you focus on being you, okay? Now, moving on from that point, give yourself grace. Number 19, give yourself grace when you don't meet your goals or things don't go quite as planned. I know personally I can be really hard on myself at, at times when things don't go as planned and I can get upset. That's for sure a, a for better or worse, it's a quality I, I am aware of with myself is that if my plan doesn't execute like I think it should, then I get very down on myself and, and I have a lot of negative thoughts about how I should be better, I can't believe I'm still messing up like this, and all this other like crazy bad self-talk that can that can run into my head at those times. So it's important for you and people like myself to, to give uh, ourselves grace in situations where we're feeling negative, where we're feeling like the thing we did just wasn't good enough. Feeling like that isn't going to help you get further ahead. Taking the steps we mentioned before can being honest and saying, okay, let's sit down, calmly think about this, and be realistic because it's already happened. You're not going back and changing it at this point. So let's look at the future and make sure that we can do a little bit better moving forward. And some things are going to happen that are out of our control, no matter how much you plan or no matter how well you think you're prepared for a situation. There will be things that happen that cause the plan to go askew, and we've got to learn to accept and move forward with those things even when they happen. And that's okay. Again, part of life and something that we have to deal with. Wow, this has been a heck of a list today. So number 20, and the final point from the 20 thoughts on a Thursday that, that I had. <laughs> One step at a time approach is the last here. Even these 20 items can seem like a lot of things to work on. And the reality is there's so much more that we haven't even begun talking about yet. 
So again, try to take a step back. Don't get overwhelmed. Improvement is gradual, like we talked about earlier. So start picking out one or two things from this list that you could work on now, things that you could break down and just have you know, a little bit of an item of improvement and, you know, find out which ones are the most important and relevant to your life at this point in time. Work on those first. And then you'll always have this list to, re to review back to at points where you might have a, a different thought or one of the other ones becomes more relevant to you. And as you keep listening here, we'll talk about all of these a lot more in more detail. So they'll, they'll be consistent, you know, information on all of this stuff. We're just trying to find little ways to get better every single day to enhance the quality of life that we're living and ultimately do more of the things that we want and be more of the person that we want to be. And, and I want you to be more of the person that you want to be. That's super important to me. So by doing this, I'm hoping that you're getting a little bit closer to being there. Um, there's no stress around reaching the end of a goal if you can accept that this is a process that is ongoing. There's no end here. So there's nothing to worry about or have a benchmark of, I have to have achieved all these things by a certain time. It's not like that. It's simply rolling progress that will always keep going. So thanks again for listening today. You mean the world. I, I appreciate you so much for, for tuning in here. My name's Jake Sudnick. This has been Finding Self with Jake on 20 Thoughts on a Thursday. Uh, listen to us here on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and share it with a friend. If you guys want to, if you would leave a review on Apple, that would be super. Or you can also go ahead and comment on any of the posts from Instagram or Facebook. I want to hear what your thoughts are and any of the points that you might be working on. Or is there a point that I left off this 20 thought list that you think is relevant that would fit in with these points? Um, maybe it'll be a good topic for a future episode. So uh, comment, post, share with me your thoughts, uh, or, or feel free to shoot a message directly to Finding Self with Jake Instagram. That would be awesome. Thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you next time.